Hey, this is Double J, Jeff Jarrett, WWE Hall of Famer, and you're listening to the My One Two Three Cents Podcast. It's my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 402 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Uh, I am, I have decided, uh, you know, I'm recording this uh, on the weekend, um, the Sunday night before it drops on Monday morning, August 1st. So we are in a new month and uh, hopefully some new and exciting things happening here on the My One Two Three Cents podcast. Of course, part of the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. As I'm recording this, Ric Flair's last match, the card itself, is happening. Um, I I did not order it. I did not make it to Nashville to see it. Um, regrettably, uh, as Chad and I talked last week on the show, and I, I did the flex of, of leaving Double J Jeff Jarrett on the open for this week's podcast as well. Um, we'll see how he is after all of this is said and done, but... Also seeing him at SummerSlam was pretty cool, too. I'll get to that in just a minute. But, uh, you know, Chad and I last week talked about Ric Flair's last match and his first last match that we attended. Um, and I'm not talking about Halloween Havoc 1994. No, of course, I am talking about WrestleMania 24 uh, in 2008 in Orlando, Florida. Uh, a great night to be a part of that, as we talked about. Go back and listen to it in the archives. And then the bonus episode as well with Tyler Heath Hatton, we talked about the retirement of Vince McMahon. And I'm curious, you as wrestling fans, your perspective, did you notice a Vince McMahon-less SummerSlam over the weekend? I did watch most of SummerSlam on my Peacock. <laughs> I was going to say the other. Uh, was giving me issues on Saturday night. And so there were times that it uh, wasn't working the way it should. But uh uh, overall, and I saw probably 85% of the show, I give it two thumbs up. I thought it was great. I, I don't know how much of it I noticed it not, you know, other than some of the surprises, uh, you know, some of the, uh, for the women's match, specifically the Bianca Belair and uh, uh, Becky Lynch match. And I wonder how much of SummerSlam changed uh, after Vince McMahon stepped away, you know, I, I think, and I'm going to continue to give the company the benefit of the doubt and give them the time to uh, to grow and, and, and prove me differently or prove the critics differently. Um, 
I do feel like WWE has been putting together some good stories. Uh, some of the biggest complaint I would say I have with WWE is is seemingly the redundancy. Um, but I'm hoping that you know SummerSlam was kind of a shot in the arm. It gets fans excited again, and you know Triple H by everything that we've seen in red seems to be very uh, eager taking on this new role and and what he's going to do for the company. So I'm all for it. I can't wait to see what the future holds. Um, and, you know, maybe down the road we see more work with other companies and, and whatnot. But uh, for now, uh, I'm going to enjoy the ride. Uh, but uh, I liked SummerSlam. I thought, you know, uh, there's a TikToker I, I am friends with, um, and he had predicted uh, that Austin Theory would come out during the last man standing match which he did but uh, he thought he would cash in when both Brock and Roman Reigns were incapacitated and win the championship that way which I could have seen that happening but I'm glad it didn't just because I don't think Theory is ready to be WWE champion to be the uh, you know both champions on top of that the undisputed champion so uh, I'll be curious to see how his growth and development comes along but I'll tell you, Bobby Lashley looked like a freaking beast. And, I, man, it's hard to believe that guy is 45 years old and he is still in phenomenal shape and kicking major ass. And our guest of honor tonight, if you will, as uh, I'm recording this, is also in phenomenal shape. And we'll get to him in just a few minutes. But I um, want to remind you, Stride Pro Wrestling 2 shows coming up this weekend, Friday night, August 5th. We are at the Pulaski County Fair. And then on Saturday night, August 6th, we're back in Carterville for hot August night. Things are uh, brewing and going great, going very well with Stride Pro Wrestling. So again, come out and support if and when you are able to. Um, and speaking of support, you can head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash My123Cents. Pick up some uh, My123Cents or Stride Pro Wrestling t-shirts. There's a lot of great swag over at Collar and Elbow. They've got a lot of new releases, so go to collarandelbowbrand.com. I think that's the exact website. Um, use promo code MY123CENTS at checkout. You save 10% on your order, and you get some great wrestling merchandise as well. They have hats, t-shirts, um, can koozies, all kinds of great stuff, but they just recently released a bunch of new t-shirts. And Thigh Huggers, thighhuggers.com. Use promo code MY123CENTS when you make an order there. You save a little bit, and it all comes back to support... My one, two, three cents, Stride Pro Wrestling. Again, uh, big things in the horizon, on the horizon for Stride, as well as hopefully the My One, Two, Three Cents brand. My beer, though, is getting warm, as they say. I'm sitting here or standing here, getting ready to record a wrestling under the influence. And I have picked, uh, I went out and, and did a little uh, quick trip to the liquor store today looking for something, and I found something called. It's by Noon Whistle, and Noon Whistle, I'm trying to see on here, is in Naperville, Illinois, or in Lombard, Illinois. Uh, so it's a it's an Illinois brew, for those of you who do listen, uh, in Illinois, and I am in Illinois currently, so have been for 18 plus years now. But this is a New Whistle Brewing Company, brewed and canned by Noon Whistle Brewing Company, Lombard, Illinois, Naperville, Illinois. Uh, 16 ounces is what I got though, and uh, it is called Good Pibrations. It's part of their pastry series. This was the only one they had. This was literally the last can of this beer. 
that they that they had at uh, uh, Lucky. Oh, I forget the name of it. It's in Marion, Illinois, though. It's Lucky Star, I think, or Lucky something. Uh, but anyway, this is a sour ale with sweet cherry puree, vanilla, and other natural flavorings. And I, I dig a good sour beer, especially in the summertime. I think a good sour beer uh, can go a long way. But this, again, is part of their pastry series, as they say. Oh, it pours out nice. Very cherry looking. Very red. Very red. It looks great. It does, by the way, is a, a 6.5% uh, alcohol by volume and I poured and I don't know why I poured this out I guess to tell you a little bit about the coloring and be descriptive with it it is a very very dark red and you'll probably see pictures of it on social media uh, this week but um, of course I poured it with a little bit too much foam uh, as Al Snow would say everybody what does everybody want and we all yell head and that beer has a lot of head right now so I'm going to drink it from the can to give you guys a quick little synopsis Wow, that's very tart. That is very tart, but it's good. You know, it's uh, there's something other than, and I'm reading the ingredients again. There's something besides that cherry. It's called cherry pie, and it does taste like a cherry pie. Maybe it's the vanilla that's kind of coming into it as well, and mixing with that sweet cherry puree. But man, that is good. And again, it, it, it's a sour beer. It's hard. It'll it'll make you pucker a little bit, but it's not bitter, and it's not going to be something that uh, you drink it and be like, "Well, this is a beer." Um, you know, I could see this being something if you're a fan of, you know, not that typical IPA or or you know heavy beer tasting kind of uh, beverages or kind of beers. You would definitely enjoy this going to take one more drink before, um, you know, we talk about our wrestler. Because, of course, with Wrestling Under the Influence, we pair a wrestler or a wrestling event with a beer. And, you know, as soon as I saw this beer, I'm like, I have got to get this and talk about, of course, The Rock. And there are several incarnations, several versions. I've talked about The Rock before. We, you know, Chad and I have sampled the Termana uh, tequila here on Wrestling Under the Influence. Um, I've, I've done other shows about The Rock, about Dwayne Johnson. I, I'm, I have a feeling that Chad and I will be talking about, uh, you know, maybe one day this song for Movie Mania. I'm sorry, for Music Mania. It's tough to be The Rock. Oh, no, 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 shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. Even though The Rock is The Rock is the most electrifying man in all of showbiz. You see, when The Rock gets too much, too much of the fame and, and all the bright lights. He likes to kick back and have a slice of that unadulterated delight. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. Aren't you the famous rock? Yeah, the rock, the people's champ in the house. What's oh happening, God. Slick? Hey, how you doing, guy? Listen, you got to take a picture before you leave, guy. Oh, 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 the rock don't want to take pictures. The rock just wants a piece of pie. You got any of that in this oh, bakery? I got every kind of pie you can think of. I got strawberry pie, blueberry pie, apple blueberry. pie. What? Oh, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, Slick, it doesn't matter what type of pie you have. Let the rock tell you a little story about pie. Music Mania is going to be happening. It is, it is something that Chad and I are working on and, and going to come together and record that as well, uh, you know, as Movie Mania. Movie Mania will continue on, and uh, 
another movie that may, you know, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has several movies out there. That, and one of them, I know we've already done the rundown, uh, but there are plenty of others that we'll, we'll talk about. And uh, perhaps one of those will be Super Pets, which I know just released, and I believe it's number one at the box office. So uh, I'm sure that'll be a movie mania topic someday soon. But, you know, of course... If you're listening to this, you're already a wrestling fan. You already know the history of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. You don't need me to tell you about his heritage. You know, Chad and I talked about The Young Rock uh, as part of the Movie Mania series. I think, actually, that might be the last Movie Mania episode that we've done was uh, on The Young Rock TV show that's on NBC. Uh, we're both fans of that. I like the wrestling aspect to it um, and how it kind of tells his story uh, and... I, I'm curious to see how it continues on and, and, and unfolds for next season, although it is going to be on Friday nights up against SmackDown. So that'll be interesting to see also how that plays out. But, you know, for me, as a wrestling fan back in the mid to late 90s when we see Rocky Maivia rise to prominence, you know, of course, at Survivor Series 96, um, I, I was indifferent to the to the superstar. You know, I was... Uh, in my early 20s at that point, and, you know, was probably right in that demographic that WWE was a aiming for as we started edging into the degeneration or the uh, the um, attitude era of, of WWE and, you know, some of the choices and the programming and whatnot. And I think that The Rock was a big part of that. You know, of course, uh, the Rocky Maivia stuff did not work out, and he quickly... Uh, when you look at his career, like that first port, because The Rock is one of those guys that leaves and comes back and kind of picks up without missing a beat. At least I feel that way, you know, and, and again, he's one of my all-time favorites. So I'm going to, of course, put him on a pedestal and, and probably, you know, review what he does with rose-colored glasses. But, uh, you know, when he was Rocky Maivia again, yeah, it is what it is. He's the son of Rocky Johnson, who I, I loved the tag team of, of Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas back in the day. And I can remember watching the Soul Patrol and, and going in there and, and winning the WWF tag team titles. And then when they lost to Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch, being so legitimately disappointed and upset because, you know, I was 11 years old. And to me, you know, I, I guess I wasn't in yet on the whole story behind pro wrestling and and knowing that it's predetermined. So, because I thought there's no way in a legitimate contest, you know, Dick Murdoch and Adrian Adonis could beat two guys like Rocky Johnson and, and Tony Atlas. I mean, uh, but it, it, that's the beauty, I guess, of, of not being in on it and knowing, you know, having those surprises come in from time to time and, and being a little disappointed and, and probably, that was probably one of the very first disappointments I had as a fan seeing one of my favorites lose was when when Rocky and and Tony lost the tag team titles and then uh you know of course depending on how much you believe the the young rock storyline and, and how it goes along with what happened in real life you know because I know Chad and I have talked about it too there are some inconsistencies but I think that's part of just this the whole storytelling element for television but you know what would have happened had Rocky not uh, allegedly pissed off Vince McMahon 
around WrestleMania and and taking the dates in Saudi Arabia and and, and how that story goes. So, uh, but definitely, you know, The Rock, without a doubt, I think I can say this is is probably the greatest third generation wrestler of all time. And I would put Randy Orton pretty close behind him, but I think that The Rock has kind of transcended. Uh, all of it, you know, with what he's done on on movies and film and and the music industry, uh, entertainment in general, you know, The Rock, you know, I I feel like for the first time, probably ever, but not the only time, but definitely I think for the first time we got a wrestler who transitioned into Hollywood and it wasn't in in the early days it was obviously, but now I don't think it's you know former WWE superstar, The Rock, it's it's Dwayne Johnson, an action, action star. And I feel like when he comes back, almost, it's like, you know, hey, The Rock's here, the guy you see on your favorite movies. So uh, kudos to him. And But again, back to kind of that era of, you know, when he finally joins the nation and, and turns bad and, and we get the whole setup of, of uh, you know, this heel run. Um, I loved what they did with him and Stone Cold Steve Austin early on over the Intercontinental title. And then, you know, he kind of went off and feuded with Ken Shamrock and uh, Mankind as they were building up Steve Austin. Like, that time of WWE, this is like in 1998. You know, Austin is now the the heavyweight champion, and now you've got Mankind and Ken Shamrock and and, uh, The Rock, who are all, like, on that cusp. Um, and of course you have Undertaker and Kane and, and, uh, you know, those bigger names that are still making a difference, but you've had these three young guys or youngish guys that are, were ready to break out and they did all separately and all obviously reaching different levels of success. The Rock, of course, uh, the most notable of those three. Um, but I just loved how then, you know, they did the double switch at Survivor Series 98 and, and The Rock wins the championship his first. Uh, and then it kind of got a little crazy with the hot potato, I thought, personally, between he and Mankind. But again, great. It was it was a great time, but it was, it was also a very chaotic time. And I think that's kind of what fans started resonating to was that unexpected, you know, that expect the unexpected. Anything can happen. We're live and here is... Boom. Even when they were taped, you know, I didn't read internet spoilers back then, so I I don't read them now either. But I, I would try to avoid them at all costs, and it was much easier uh, before so- social media was a thing. So, uh, you know, seeing and, and being surprised by the things that were going on um, in the WWF and in WCW, but again, they were the live brand and sometimes ruining the surprises, as Eric Bischoff had so proudly stated on uh, his podcast a number of times in the past. But that being said, you know, back to why I picked good vibrations to talk about and, and tie with The Rock, of course, is because uh, of that song that I played a little bit ago. But that whole attitude, you know, anytime, you know, The Rock was in there always talking about pie and, and the innuendo and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, allegedly WWE is going to go back to TV 14. I don't know if we'll ever get back to that level of of where we were, but, you know, with the, the pie and the strudel and, and everything that The Rock talked about. Um, but to me, it was entertaining. I, again, it's it was, it is, and I don't know how all of this has aged. I haven't gone back and watched a whole lot of the Attitude Era, and I know that Chad and I 
have, agree in some aspects, but, you know, disagree in other aspects about the Attitude Era. But I, I feel like, you know, it really did give wrestling a boost. And, you know, still 25 years later, we're, we're seeing some of those, you know, WrestleMania, for example, this past year, we saw Stone Cold Steve Austin come back. Allegedly, we're going to see The Rock at WrestleMania in Hollywood. Uh, I'm not opposed to that, you know, I, and again, depending on the role and what he does, and my assumption would be that he's going to come in and, and put over Roman Reigns, but I, I don't know. I have no clue. I mean, it's really too early to speculate on that, but... Uh, you know, he was good for the one-liners. He was entertaining. Again, he kept everything, everyone on their toes. Um, I, you know, was excited when we got to see him host. Or I don't guess he was hosting, but he came out. Maybe he did host. Did he host WrestleMania in, uh, in Dallas? That was the last WrestleMania that Chad and I attended. Uh, WrestleMania 32. He came out with the flamethrower. I'm not sure that he was the host, but he came out and, and made some remarks, and, and that's when Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family... And I know some people had a problem with that, uh, with, with you know, Rock making them all look bad, and he beat Eric Rowan in, like, four seconds or whatever the, whatever the, the incident was. But, you know, I, I, again, you have a, a very select number of those guys that are, like... I don't want to say bigger than the business, but it kind of, you know, I would put The Rock, I mean, he's obviously done very well for himself outside of the business. Does that make him bigger than the business? I don't know. But, you know, his entrepreneurial spirit as well with the XFL, with the, the tequila that we talked about earlier, Seven Buck Productions, you know, there have been speculation and people talking that maybe he is the one that will buy WWE one day. I wouldn't hate that. I don't think I would hate that. So um, I, I feel like he is one of those superstars who just really got it. He's a once in a once in a generation. I won't say lifetime because I think we may see someone else step up and 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 be that role. I, I don't know, but just that that charisma and that ability to just kind of charm. Uh, wrestling fans, and then cross over into so many other aspects in the world of entertainment and being a part of pop culture and Americana and, and you know, the alleged, you know, and I know the storyline behind uh, Young Rock is that he's running for president. And, you know, the rumors have started about that. And I, I don't know. And I think I, Chad and I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast or not. We may have talked about it on that Young Rock episode, you know, did the rumors start because that's what the show is about or did they add that to the show because those rumors were out there? I, I don't know. I, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, talk politics here or, or anything along those lines, but I think that, um, again, those, uh, pie references from the rock and, and to this day, I still chuckle. And again, it was enough to, to, uh, make me think about it when I saw, Good Pibrations, a, a part of the pastry series from Noon Whistle Brewing Company. Um, so definitely going to give this a three count. I, I've got to give The Rock, and again, yeah, it was cheap humor. It was sophomoric. Uh, it was, you know, that teenage boy stuff. But sometimes that stuff works, and I think it depends on who is the one delivering it. And I think that, you know... Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, was able to deliver those lines and, and be that guy uh, without it being 
totally cringy because sometimes I'll admit sometimes you know you hear some of the guys today try to talk like that or or you know kind of take it to that level of of sophomoric or you know childish whatever you want to call it and I don't think they can pull it off. It gets a little cringy. I think there were times that John Cena kind of made me cringe with some of the stuff that he said. Just because of the delivery, I don't I don't know. But again, the natural, and again, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, is on my Mount Rushmore favorite. So uh, I'm probably biased in this. But I, I'd love to know what you think. You know, was that era of The Rock? I, I don't know that it was my favorite. I think I like... I think I like Comeback Rock when he comes back uh, from time to time and, you know, entertains the crowd. But, you know, there was a there was a time there where, you know, you were asking if you know, if you smell what The Rock is cooking and, and you know, making pie jokes and, and all, all the whole nine yards. So, friends, I would love to hear from you. Let me know what you think. Uh, and stay tuned because, again, music mania, movie mania, both coming uh, very soon to the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I appreciate you all sticking around, checking out this week's episode. Go back into the archives, listen, and check out the other great podcast here on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Friends, thank you so much. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.